You are listening to the Morning Bliss with Patricia Mandula. Service delivery watch on the Morning Bliss. This is an opportunity for us to talk about the issues around service. And today we are zooming into the service that uh, NSFAS is giving uh, the students in various universities. Uh, we hear that uh, from a joint statement that was issued by student representative councils from um, varying um higher education institutions is uh, saying that uh, the scheme uh, NSFAS is ignoring the students' plight when it comes to their funding. It's a critical uh, conversation to have. This is a service that uh, is said to help uh, strengthen our future, the brain power of our future, because we say the youth are the future. But when it's not able to meet the requirements of the students, then it becomes a challenge. But we'll hear more about the sort of challenges and what this joint statement said, because we are joined by um, the national spokesperson of the South African Unit uh, Union of Students, Asive Landra. Thank you very much for joining us, Asive. Absolute pleasure, and good morning to you and to your listeners, Patricia. Asiva, um, firstly, please tell us which institutions were part, higher education institutions were part of uh, drafting this joint statement. Uh, off my hand, uh, it would be CPUT, UWC, uh, University of the Free State, University of Venda, uh, University of Limbobo, uh, those are the ones that I can confirm for a fact, uh, but as to how many and which of them attended uh, the march yesterday, I would not necessarily know. Um, yes, uh, we shall probably explain why later, uh, but yeah, those are the institutions that I would be sure for certain that they would have attended uh, that march, or rather they would have drafted a statement and uh, we are sought maybe to even attend the march. Mm. let's uh, uh, take a quick break when we come back I want to find out what exactly was outlined in that particular um, letter um, well statement that was issued and uh, also then go into an understanding of what is expected but we'll do that after the break you too Atima you can tune in on the conversation and tell us um, how service has been for you, especially from the higher education institutions when it has to do with funding at the NSFAS. 0614104107. That is our WhatsApp number. Service Delivery Watch on the Morning Bliss. Our guest is uh, the national spokesperson of the South African Union of Students, Asive Landra, who's... um, who's going to help us understand what the plights of students are and 
why um, did they put together this uh, joint statement as higher education institutions uh, addressing the issue of NSFAS? Thank you very much for staying with us, Asif. Thank you, Patricia. Okay, so uh, tell us what what is contained in the letter or the statement. All right. Uh, so there are a few issues uh, that the SRCs are raising, and I must add legitimate issues, uh, uh, in particularly around uh, the issues of uh, issues around uh, the efficiency uh, of the services provided by NSFAS. Uh, so uh, some of the issues include uh, number one, the issue, for instance, of the 60% uh, credit uh, credit. So uh, in a very uh, strange and um, an unwise move, uh, which we ourselves as a union have lambasted, MSFAS uh, decided that all students who were doing a program that uh, are 60 credits and less, that they would only fund the tuition and they would not fund all other allowances such as accommodation, food allowances, uh, stationery, etc., uh, so that was one of the issues. The second, the second issue uh, would have been the fact that um, uh, would have, would have been the issue of direct payments. So there the are certain SRCs uh, that are opposed to the system of direct payments of allowances by NSFAS. Uh, and then uh, another issue that the students would have raised, obviously. Uh, would then have been the uh, the issues around uh, appeal. So what's happening is that uh, there are a number of students who would have uh, their funding would have been withdrawn uh, for this year who were funded last year based on the fact that they would have not met uh, NSFAS well, that they would have not met the criteria to be refunded. But some of the students obviously would have been rejected erroneously or uh, uh, there were compelling circumstances, etc., uh, that they would have not met one or any of the requirements. So these students would have appealed. Uh, so the appeals had not yet been concluded, uh, all of them, which meant that these students, since the beginning of the year, they're enrolled, but they are waiting on their fate. And then some sort of purgatory in the sense that they don't know what's happening and they're about to write exams and they've not had allowances and they have not had, uh, you know, uh, uh, accommodation, no food. Uh, and there has not been, unfortunately, any, exp- uh, you know, uh, expedited approach from NSFAS to try and deal with the matter as fast as possible. So that would have been one of the issues uh, that the students would have raised uh, with NSFAS. Uh, so I think, yeah, those are the three main issues that uh, would have formed part of that uh, memorandum uh, of demand uh, by the SRCs, yes, uh, to NSFA. Now, when the march took place um, in Cape Town uh, yesterday, what was the atmosphere like? Because we know that um, there's, there's, there's usually you know, a bit of an uproar and so on uh, on the ground when students go out. And it's not a good thing uh, that students are not given the opportunity to have peaceful marches. So tell us about the atmosphere on the ground in Cape Town yesterday. 
As far as we would have received reports as a union, because the matter was not necessarily sanctioned by us as a union, but it was a decision of certain SRCs uh, who felt that uh, this is how they needed to avoid their grievances. But as far as we have received reports, we have not received the reports of any victimization of any of the students, which I suppose that is something that we welcome, uh, as you rightfully say, we have often suffered, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the victimization of students uh, in, in, in such peaceful protests. But as far as we have re- uh, we received reports, we don't believe that there were any, uh, there was any victimization of any of the students. Now, uh, we are dealing here with uh, um, an institution, uh, NSFS, that is set to or aims to assist students, you know, get through their higher education qualifications. However, there's been a lot of reports of mismanagement of funds. I mean, there was a report about five billion rand uh, was uh, paid to over 40,000 students who do not even qualify for NSFAS. And we don't know how deep this investigation went. But there's been so many reports of mismanagement of funds where students who are worthy and deserving are not getting the funds. How and when will we get accountability? Uh, there's definitely been issues of uh, uh, corruption uh, at, at NSFAS and just around the whole uh, student funding uh, a value chain across the sector. Uh, but as it pertains to the latest uh, report that I imagine you are citing of the SIU, that one is a little bit tricky, uh, Patricia, because uh, in actual fact, uh, uh, so a few things would have happened that I probably should explain. The first one is that there would have been students who would have misrepresented uh, they are, they are, they are, they are financial status, the household financial status, in order to be able to receive uh, funding from NSFAS. So a level of capability would be on the level of our students who take responsibility for that. Although I appreciate that they did that because there is no comprehensive funding model in the country that particularly deals and assists missing middle students, and so they would have found themselves in that a precarious position, number one. Number two, there's then the issue uh, of, uh, of, 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 of obviously there has been uh, an issue of uh, uh, certain officials within NSFAS and universities and colleges who would have purposefully exploited uh, the, 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 the systems at NSFAS in order to be able to a siphon fund uh, uh, through a, a process where obviously NSFAS did not have uh, a rigorous processes that could prevent such. However, uh, we obviously must welcome if there has been some level of uh, a progress. So what would have happened this year, and by the way, that uh, uh, $40 billion or uh, uh, not $40 billion, I just forget the exact money, uh, for, as reported by the SIU, um, uh, is actually from uh, 2018 to 2021. 
So, but as of 2022, because these are issues, obviously, also we had been raising very sharply. As of 2022, um, uh, NFS would now be uh, would now introduce uh, another tier system or in terms of verification of the students through collaborating with SLAS and SLASA to ensure that they're able to verify this information above and beyond what the students provide. So I suppose that is something that you welcome and which should reduce uh, the, 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 the level of funds that would be misused or rather a, 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 a given erno, erroneously uh, to students who did not, would not necessarily benefit. And then lastly to say, uh, and there has to be a comprehensive student funding model that caters for the missing needs so that the children of the missing middle don't find themselves in a position where they have to falsify information in order to get access to the doors of learning. <clears throat> Let's uh, take a quick break. We'll be back. Service Delivery Watch on the Morning Bliss. We are still um, on the service delivery watch. Our guest is Asive Landra, who's the national spokesperson for the South African Union of Students. Asive, when the academic year started, I remember we had a conversation. At that time, I was still doing uh, the late night conversation <coughs> at 10 p.m. Yes. And we spoke about the promises that NSFAS um, um, had made to the students because the academic year didn't start off at a good note. Remember, students were sleeping on the floor. There was no funding granted to them. And a couple of months okay. later, we are here again, where students have to march. You know, Patricia, it's actually quite unfortunate. And uh, uh, one would not even believe, or your listeners would not even believe that there is literally nothing of the issues that the students are raising there that literally, as you say, that we did not speak about me and you a few uh, months ago uh, and would have not escalated to the level of NSVAS and the department and that uh, ourselves have not been trying to deliberate, deliberate uh, earnestly with, with NSVAS and, and SRCs have also been trying to deal with these issues with NSVAS uh, and unfortunately to no avail. Uh, there is literally nothing of those issues that is new that was not a crisis a few months ago, but there just has not been a level of, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, capacity and maybe even agility in terms of being able to deal with these issues at NSFAS. And it is unfortunate some of them are really just not that difficult. Uh, so you are absolutely correct. They, the issues that are being raised by these SRCs are, in fact, issues that, uh, uh, we, I can tell you, as a union of Lambasti, have been lambasting over for uh, probably some of them even since February. So, no progress yet. Who do we hold accountable? This It can't go on like this year in and year out. We have to hold at some I think we have to hold the department accountable because and these are public institutions, Patricia. NSFAS is under the tutelage of the department, and these are public institutions. Uh, 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 why do I say that? Because there also appears to be a level of cold war 
between NSFAT and, 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 the, and institutions in the sense that uh, uh, there are issues, for instance, where if you take the funding list, one of the issues that is raised by the students, where there seems to be no coherence between universities and NSFAT in terms of what they believe to be the status of students who are either funded or not funded, which has further you know, uh, 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 disadvantaged our students. So uh, the department has to take accountability and the department has to coordinate the sector better. The department has to be decisive in ensuring that they lead the sector. Uh, in fact, unless they do that, it promises that the sector will unfortunately implode uh, in, a, in a few months because there are many things, unfortunately, that are not going as they should in the sector. And the sector would appear to be scattered and incoherent. So the department must take accountability, but more than that, they must take responsibility uh, for what is happening uh, and really turn the situation around. Asifa, we hear that uh, uh, NSFAS plans to take over full control of paying allowances to students via a third-party company. What does this mean when they're saying they are planning on taking full control? Uh, so uh, this means that... Um, Allowances would be paid directly to students and not through third parties, uh, or rather, or rather, not through uh, uh, institutions. Now, a, a brief history on this: uh, institutions have been paying, or rather, NSFAS have been paying uh, allowances to institutions, uh, and then in the, the, the total amount of uh, the students that are enrolled in that institution who are beneficiaries, and then NSFAS then at the resp- or rather the institutions then have the responsibility of um, uh, of, of uh, discussing these allowances. However, uh, I, so there had been a few issues and challenges with that. Uh, one of them, uh, obviously, were issues around corruption. For instance, what would have happened at uh, Wusu, the 14 million rand, where uh, some of these service providers with university officials would siphon some of the money out. Uh, and then the other issues that we had, for instance, would be that institutions did not pay. Uh, institutions used various systems to pay uh, the, the, the students, uh, and they did not pay them on the same day. And uh, some of them, uh, which was uh, something that uh, we were also quite uh, uh, condemning as a union, was that some institutions did not necessarily give the students money, their money, but they gave them vouchers. Uh, and the, for instance, institutions would have deals with certain uh, with certain uh, uh, outlets, for instance, pick and pays around their campuses, where students could only use this voucher to buy from that particular outlet, and they did not necessarily get that money. So these are some of the issues that uh, obviously propagated uh, uh, and would have precipitated towards the situation where we also as a union felt that the students need to be paid directly uh, by NSFAS all beneficiaries and we cut out all the the the, 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 mid, the men in the middle men, if you like. So uh, yeah, so that, that's what would have happened in that regard. Um, and then, um, and then, uh, yeah. So that th- that is effectively what it means—the uh, the the direct payment system.
So uh, the outcomes of the march, uh, when will uh, the various uh, uh, student uh, representative councils and maybe yourselves as the Union of Students sit down and see if uh, this march has given good outcomes or are we just going to be seeing march after march because there are no outcomes? Uh, we will see, Patricia, as to when. Uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, NSF does not have a history uh, of uh, dealing with anything expeditiously, uh, but we will see as to the outcomes of the match, uh, as when and the nature of those outcomes. But uh, honestly, at this point, it, your guess is as good as mine. Asive, let's leave it at that. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you, Patricia. Uh, A-teamers, as I wrap up, I've got some messages from you uh, that just warm the heart and make us realize that it's all worth it to be here because I'm not alone. I'm with you, A-teamer. Miss N in Soweto says, Morning Bliss is simply the best. It keeps my sanity. To think that we started this journey back in 2020 as the late night conversation. I'm missing the Morning Bliss show is like missing a daily dose of positivity. Big up, early risers. Thank you, Miss N. And then, uh, is it Ramses 2 says, Good morning, Mrs. Patricia Mantula. I appreciate your Morning Bliss uh, program every morning, and I never miss it. Thanks for the speech by another inspiring, wise, eloquent, and outspoken African giant, Professor Lumumba. I wish our young people with uncorrupted minds were listening so that they could be well informed. Thanks, Mrs. Patricia Mandula. And with that, we sign out. May goodness and grace lead you to the great heights of success.